The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always with me is John Doe and Swoosh. Hi. Hello. And uh, for once we get to start an episode with some good news. In Germany, they've banned loot boxes for miners. Thank Basically, anything with a loot box, they've just turfed, haven't they? They've they've straight out stated they're gambling. It's 18 plus. That's it. Fucking well done to Germany there. Thank fuck. And I mean, like, you know, you say miners, and I think most people are going to think, like, a 10-year-old, but no, we're talking all the way up to 17 here, guys. It's straight out uh, the equivalent of an R18 license for having loot boxes. That's fucking gold. So there I goes all your, your targeted at minor fucking games. Fortnite's mm. going to have to change a whole heap of shit. They, they've gone more to Battle Pass now, but... Yeah. Overwatch and so many other games. Overwatch, FIFA, uh, NBA 2K, you know, all these things that have worked so <laughs> hard to cram all this fucking manipulative microtransaction bullshit into their loot boxes and random mechanics... Surprise mechanic system. No. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's all just going to get fucking yeeted if you live in Germany. I, I mean, I'm I, curious what FIFA, like the FIFA games, are going to fucking do because that is like uh, they make yeah. so much fucking money, like billions of dollars a year, on those fucking loot boxes of the ultimate team, and that's all out yeah, the fucking window. F- oh yeah, yeah, it's basically funded on ultimate team packs. Oh fucking oath! Like they wouldn't even need to produce another game in the next few years, and they've still got enough from that fucking bullshit. Yeah. The fun thing is, normally so, when things are passed like that in Germany, they tend to then move to the rest of the U- uh, Europe, the region, EU, and yeah. then eventually to like the US and us. So it's like, yes, good. Your time is limited. Yeah. I mean, the the Germany's like one of the biggest contributors to the mm. EU system. So, yeah, what happens in Germany quite often does have a strong effect in Europe. So, yeah. I hope to see the domino effects start. Oh, we're gonna sit there and Fucking laugh at this in days to come. Be great. I. As long as they start fucking taking care of some of the other fucking predatory practices in games, so like oh, yeah. the not even microtransactions in general, like buying fucking skins that mean fucking nothing, like targeted at fucking children, get rid of them. They're fucking pointless. Yeah. Like there's so look, much shit I, they can I get rid of. Look, man, I don't hate the buying skins thing. My problem is all the fakeo currencies you have to buy to do that. Yeah. yeah. If you want to charge people five bucks for a skin, and they pay you five bucks for that skin, go. Yeah, have it listed as five bucks, not 60 points or 60 credits. Mm. But you can buy them in a pack of 500. 60 blizzard bucks. Yeah. Or you can buy them in a pack of 550 and a pack of 150. Oh, no, you've got some left. If you're going to do those fucking Mickey fucking Malcho points... You need to give the exact amount. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I cannot buy the exact amount of FACO points to get the thing, you fucked up. Yeah. I don't want to have anything left over at all. That's sort of the whole point of those fucking things. So you have leftovers. So you try and fucking jump it to buy more. So so there is actually uh, an argument for using it. It's easier on the developer end to 
uh, monetize points over actual putting the currency conversions in the game. Hmm. It's much less legwork on their end. The problem is most people do the predatory version. Yeah. But if you actually put in, it costs 10 bucks to get this many points to buy the skin, it's easier on the developer's end to then go, it's 10 bucks here, it's 20 bucks here, it's yeah. 15 bucks here because of conversion rates on the points than to actually change the actual thing in game. Yeah. Yeah. Or like change it so like this is a tier the tier one skin and that's gonna cost you ten bucks. This is a tier two skin that's gonna cost you five bucks. This is a tier three skin that's gonna cost you two dollars fifty. And all yeah. fucking skins get dumped into that bullshit. That'd be mm. fine. But look like I said, the the only argument for it is ease on the developer's end for currency conversion and that's it. Mm. Yeah. But if you do predatory shit, you fucking own it. Don't don't sit back and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will admit, like uh, Dark Tide launched with that shit. Although they have now added in a bundle amount you can buy that is exactly the amount you need to buy a skin pack. So Which is they good. did listen, but they didn't launch that way. So I can't give them a hundred percent credit for yeah. that. <laughs> they did launch with the. They tested version. those waters. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Also. It's only enough to buy if you, like they do. They regularly rotate through like a pack of mm. cosmetics. It's usually a headpiece, a chest piece, a leg piece, and like a weapon skin yeah. as one pack. You can buy the exact amount of Faco money to buy that pack, but none of the individual stuff you can also buy on the cosmetic store has that option. There's mm. no like buy five hundred of them to buy one item. They only did it for the pack which oddly enough is the most expensive it's yeah, the most expensive so. and probably also like the most basic they are probably going to bring out packs like oh my god I want that fucking skin but you can only buy it as a helmet individually or as boots individually or as a chest piece individually so, so far from what I've seen the cooler stuff is in the packs give it time but <laughs> again but even then you have to spend... I can't remember what the conversion rate on it, but, you know, it's like spending, like, 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. Hmm. For a skin. And that's the only... And the good stuff's in there, because they want you to spend the 20 bucks. Yeah. The individual ones are much more like, oh, it's like five bucks for enough Faco money to to buy a helmet. Hmm. But then you've got leftover Faco bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I love the guys that, who made Dark Tide, and I love Dark Tide, but, like, the cosmetics... Like, just... just, just Charge the money. Just charge the real money. That'll be fine. Get get rid of fakeo money. It's, Fucking it's no good. Unless you're fake. Unless the game itself gives me fakeo money. Yeah. That's fine. I'm getting it from the game. Hmm. But if I want to buy, buy with my fucking money. No. And be able to earn separate. that faker money at an actual accruement rate, not just play a hundred hmm. hours for one faker dollar. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like That's you can earn the credits. You don't have to spend a dollar. No, you can't earn those fucking credits to equivalent to buy anything. Mm. You have to mine for your entire life to get one helmet. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Or oh, they'll make that first one easy, and then oh, yeah. you're kind of going to want it. Yeah. And then the first, you know, the first pack we all is, know ten, the is ten credits, and we're going to give you nine credits. Pay for one hour to get one more credit. Yeah. Now, yeah. now play the rest of your life to earn another credit. <laughs> <laughs> your soul have belongs you to us. <laughs> it's in a terms of Like, this Skinner Box shit is, is infecting yeah. the fucking... Lest to say we return to our eternal discussion about Diablo. Oh, God. <sighs> that... 
Don't get us back in that hole. We'll never escape. I I know, man, but, like, we start talking about fucking fake money and manipulative bullshit, and, like, come on, it's, it's... Currently, the gold example. But they do have the Faco dollars, like, and a lot of them. But they don't have a specific loot box. If you, instead of a loot box, it gives you a mini mission where at the end of it, you get a random droop, a random drop of, like, a certain tier height. You're guaranteed a certain tier height, but it's because it's not an actual box, it may not fall under the loot box fucking thing. Even though that's exactly oh, okay. what you're I don't buying. think it would, because that's no different from, like, basic things from WoW when the raids yeah. were a thing. It's like, oh, you might get a piece yeah. of loot when you get this dungeon done. Yeah, um, but... I, it's, that I it's, understand. You can just keep grinding that mission over and over again. No, you still have one. to pay for it each time you want to run it. No, wait, really? Fuck that. In, instead what, of it being a Diablo loot box, did. it's a miniature mission <clears> where it's like a three-room fucking run, and at the end of that, you're guaranteed a drop of at least a certain tier. So instead of a loot box where you press a button and it opens it, here's your thing. It's a, you do a three-room run, and oh so my god, you've got a thing. They, they've monetized basic loot drop mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's no longer that, a loot why, box. That's why this Diablo Immortal thing was just so fucked, because they did battle passes, they did loot boxes, they did this thing. They oh. skitter box the shit out of people so oh, yeah. hard. It's like they looked at the big box of predatory mechanics and went, "That well, let's not choose." <laughs> they looked just like, "Yes." <laughs> which which one? All, all of them. <laughs> now dump it in one big box. That, which one? That <clears throat> one? Like the one in the box? No, the box. That box. I want all of them. <laughs> yeah. Can you make another box? Because get an extra box in there. Who can figure out another bullshit way to to churn money out of them? Let's throw that in there too. It, it's truly insane how far that game went down the the loot box or the loot mechanics monetization bullshit. Oh yeah, no, they they drank Look, the Kool Aid there. To 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 roll back to our positive point, we were trying to make Germany getting us in the right direction, guys. <laughs> Where to go? Fucking earth, from like, one dumbass to another. Yes. Well, the, this individual wasn't a, a dumbass. The dumbass who did the banning was the fucking dumbass. But yeah, it's still fucking screwy. So, uh, an artist has been banned for looking too much like an AI. Has yeah, been generated his art, art style looks, is too much like an AI. Yeah, and if you look at it, it's like, okay, I, I can see an AI generating that. Like, someone's put in a fucking a specific request and could have spat something out similar to that. Yeah. But, fuck me. Like, if a person can say, no, I'm the artist, I drew that thing. It's just fucking screwy. Problem when he, when he came point. back to the, the, the mod and was like, hey, because this is on the subreddit, uh, he's come back to the mod and be like, hey, I actually painted this, this is mine. Uh, it's not AI art. And the guy has come back just hyper-defensive going, well, you need to get a new art style because yours is too close to AI now and, you know, screw you because AI can poke this out in a couple of hours, a couple of seconds. It's like, dude, say you're sorry and move on. Fuck. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. shit, bud, fucked up. <clears throat> Fixed it, you're unbanned. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with all this AI ad stuff, yeah. and I'd rather not get into it because it's a it's a whole big thing. Oh, it is. And it is, yeah. But the one thing that is happening right now that is a giant pile of garbage that needs to fucking stop is what Adobe did. Yeah. Yep. So Adobe wanted to like I don't know what Adobe's going to do with it, but they wanted to start harvesting data for an AI. 
Now, the question is whether or not AI, that Adobe is developing their own AI or they just want to sell a big data set, hmm. which, honestly, I wouldn't put past Adobe to just go for the quick buck. But what they decided to do is they did an update, and the thing you got to understand is Adobe isn't on your machine anymore. It's a whole cloud thing. You get subscriptions and you get access. It's fucking... Look, man, I, we, we went through uni where, like, Macromedia still existed. Yeah. Which feels really weird to say because mm. most people don't even remember that Adobe didn't come up with Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, we, we grew up, we went we went through, like, with actual software. Um, the uni we went to actually gave us uh, student copies of all these programs. So we had offline programs. Hmm. And we've watched them slowly turn into the CS suites where you have to buy everything and not the pieces you actually want. And, yeah. yeah. And now it's all cloud-based. So what they did is they pushed an update to Adobe. And you have to opt out of this. And it, you like, honestly, if you're using Adobe and you are hearing me right now and you haven't done this, absolutely go into your settings and opt out. What they've done is they're allowing themselves to scrape your artwork while you're making it to use for AI training. Yeah. So your now, painting process, essentially. Not just your process, just at various stages yeah. of... They can just go, yep, we're taking that snapshot. Whenever they want. Now, there are arguments for and against AI art, however you want to slice it. Again, we're not going to get into it. But the big one for people who are okay with the way AIs are trained is that most people have, most of these data sets are getting taken from places like DeviantArt or somewhere like that, where yeah. it's been publicly posted. Yeah. This is not publicly posted. This is a work in progress art piece done by somebody that is getting scraped. Yeah. There is also another layer to it where say you were commissioned, you were doing some kind of design work in Adobe for a company where you're under an NDA. Yeah. And now that artwork has been scraped and used in something else? What the fuck? That means My, you are technically liable for that. Was, uh, well, it's more Adobe would be liable, but you would be culpable if you yeah. knew that Adobe was doing it and still used Adobe's software. I was yeah. trying to think of like what use they could use for this other than just trying to pump out more AI bullshit. But my only thought is like, when I first tried to use Photoshop, I was fucking garbage at it. Like everything. Mm. I'm still fucking Same. garbage at it. I am not an artist at all. But if, say, you're a learner, you have a fresh install and you're trying to use this new version of Photoshop, that if when you try and draw a line, instead of it being fucking janky or it may assist you in some way in creating the smooth line or trying to generate the image that you want to help train you how to use the fucking software better I'm not saying it's a fucking great way of going about it but I'm trying to think of any positive they could fucking have here and if like that's all I can come up with training new people to use the software that it may help assist them in actually is, using yeah. it properly. I can see that but becoming like, like predictive text used to be back on the old school phones so you tap oh, it away is it just drawing a line ah that's a penis yeah like, without but- yeah, but even then, are you trying to draw an eyeball? At, would you like anime? Would you like western? Would you like this? Would you- <laughs> Look, the I thing is really. though, all it's going to do is teach people the wrong way to do stuff. Oh, yeah. fucking nice! I'm I, I'm a coder, and when I was learning, <clears throat> I used to hate the fact that our teachers at the uni we went to used to like they hated Dreamweaver. It was mm. like this thing auto generates all this code for you. Don't use it. 
and I learned how to do all of my coding in, in fucking uh, Notepad. Yeah. And I can build a PHP hookup array that loads into a locally generated uh, uh, array that builds on demand and is completely scalable because I learned how to do it. Yeah. But a lot of people these days will be like, they'll come to me and be like, hey, my WordPress page doesn't work. Well, look, cunt, you can't have me help you. WordPress won't give me access to the code base to fix it. Yeah. You've cheated and you can't do the thing you want anymore. Yeah. Same thing with like you... animation for me was like I learned how to do IK scaling and everything needed for rigging. And the next year after us, just use like the pre built stuff, we were told really? never yeah. touch. Or yeah, it fucking uh, auto filled keyframes and shit. Like Yeah. No. Bad. Bad software. Lazy, I, that's what it yeah. is. I did QA, hey, so you, I just had to type shit in a work doc. Hey. Why yeah. <laughs> our powers combined, we make one useful person in the games industry. But the point is, if you use this this stuff to start learning how to like, oh, we'll teach you how to use our software, and we'll have this little AI that helps you do it, hmm. all you're going to do is teach people not how to do art. They're just going to learn how to let the AI do it. Yeah. But so it's, gonna get... it's not even a positive thing if... That is what they want to do with no. it, but I highly doubt it is. But it's going to get to a point where if you want to be an artist, you're going to have to go back to pen and paper. You not yep. do digital art, like do pen and paper, and then if you want it online, scan it. Pretty like, much. Or there's going to be there's going to be some point where like it's going to be a feature of a software that's like we don't scrape your data. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's going to be a feature. It's like, I just hate the fact that it's opt out. This kind of yeah. shit should never be opt out. No, it should be it should default only ever be off. In. Yeah, fucking yeah. oath. Yeah, you don't automatically but, say yeah, no, they'll do it. That's fucking scummy. Yeah, that is. You, a you can't hope for the best thing. from a fucking corporation because no. whatever you think is scummy, they've already done that, and now they're on the next scummy thing. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, the thing like chances are somewhere in the updated TOS there was probably a thing that said, "and we're going to scrape your shit," but. If you ever actually looked at a TOS, it is so gargantuanly designed so that yeah. any commonplace person cannot read and understand nah. it. And even some lawyers have trouble with these fucking things. You need like a specific law degree to understand terms and conditions. Well, it's one of the reasons why terms and conditions are actually incredibly difficult to actually enforce. Yeah, yeah. Because it's <clears throat> you look at it and go, "What reasonable person can understand this?" No one. Well, then how could they have actually consented mm. to it? Yeah. But, but, who um, doesn't just scroll to the bottom and click accept? Crazy people. Yeah. Uh, and people with law degrees, I assume. But, um, but speaking of like weird <laughs> scummy stuff with licensing... <laughs> Onto the rest of the world to, space, uh, nerd space at the moment. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're going to have to talk about what's going on with D&D, because Jesus Christ. Oh, that fucking... Uh, like, that's going to be fun so, to deal with later. So, look, I'll freely admit right now this is from a leak, mm. and it may not go into an effect in the way it's been described. So, um, so I'm fully expecting the leak to be someone from fucking, uh, from Wizards of the Coast who's leaked a shitty copy to make everyone crack the shits, and then in three weeks' yeah. time they'll launch a slightly better copy to say, no, no, that was just a, that was an alpha. We, we weren't actually going to do any of that. Yeah, now, yeah I'm with you on this, that one. It's a Sonic movie all over again. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not... So, they're pretty much... We're no longer going in dry. So you get a drop of lube. 
But basically, what's what's happening is based off this leak. Watsy is about to try and consider uh, activate so much control of their product mm. that the entire secondary market of creators for D and D products is about to get gutted. Oh, yeah. massively. So they, I don't know how true it is. I'll freely admit that I've read a bunch of different articles and things, and one of the consistent things is this idea that Watsy never intended people to create competition from for D and D with this license. Yeah. The original idea we, was so that, you know, we could make a little adventure and share it with our yeah, friends. Which and, is, you know, is fair enough. Or like, a game. You don't want, like, you shouldn't be responsible for making your own fucking competition. You develop a product, hey, it should stay as your fucking product. Yeah. But. <laughs> but unfortunately, companies like Pazio and Pathfinder have pretty eclipsed D&D. Yeah. If you ask most D&D players, they'll probably tell you that they play one of three versions of D&D. I'll admit, two of them are from Watsy, which are 3rd Ed, well, 3.5, yeah. and 5th Ed, although 5th Ed is generally considered the onboarding version, less the gameplay version. If you want the crunch and the real depth of D&D, you're probably going back to 3.5. Hmm. Or, you play Pathfinder! Pretty much. Because yeah. I know that was my preferred version of D&D, was to go play Pathfinder. Yeah, they had so much and, like more in-depth lore and more fun things in there. It's great. And Watsy didn't get a piece of that pie yeah. because it was a third-party company. They essentially were a competitor. Yeah. But they yeah. used Watsy's product as a base. So, it seems like Watsy really wants to take back that control. So, things like you... The, like, if you create a product... And it is a print or a PDF version of the product. You have to, one, tell Watsy you made it and that you intend to sell it. How, what they're going to do with that information, little unclear. But, but I will absolutely bet if they don't like it, they're going to tell you no. Yeah. yeah. And they just can't do anything with it. And if you, And they're the only two versions of stuff that you can monetize. Yeah. So if you want to make a... YouTube channel or a various videos or write-ups or books or anything, you can't monetize any of that. That is no longer a viable option. So you look at something like Critical Role, mm. that is a YouTube channel where they play D&D. That is a, a massive part of what's making D&D what it is today. Yeah. Well, two of their custom classes became actual classes in D&D yeah. well that. they they like, had a, a did a thing with D&D to release a, a book officially through the thing of their mm. world with a whole heap of their content yeah but under this new kind of system that could never happen again there couldn't no, they be wouldn't, another it wouldn't version. need to happen again like it's yeah. it's less that it's more that like Critical Role itself it's whole YouTube channel mm. dead yeah. it can't be monetized yeah. they can't make any money off of that product uh, they just did the like. There's that uh, Vox Machina TV show based on Critical Role. Yeah. No longer would that be monetizable. So Dimension Netflix. Twenty, all of those gone. But mm. yeah. they're also stepping into like killing <clears throat> other markets as well, like the the VTTs, like other Tailspire yeah. and all of those. So if you're producing one of those and you want to use anything from D and D, you are unable to now you have to register with it because they're also bringing out the one D&D VTT the yeah yeah like they're, they're trying to nix every form of competition there is regarding it and they're stating it's 
to stop people making NFTs and blockchain, but no one's made any of that. No one's doing that at all. No, it's no it's one just... else is doing that until yeah. what's he goes, oh, you know what would be really cool? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Let, let's, Basically, oh, let's make and... NFTs of the fucking monster manual. They'll do it. Oh, but, and then there's things like, um, uh, they have a commercial license that you can get. And this is like, if you make over $750,000, Watsy then gets 25 cents on the dollar mm. for what you make after that in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a one-time payment or anything like that. Cause, oh, cool. Look, you succeeded. We no, they've got an irrevocable eternal revenue kickback from you for everything after that for a full quarter of what you're making yeah yeah that's fucked but like so um, so if you make in this if whatever you produces um earns under fifty thousand dollars in a year i don't think i don't think you need to you report it but if it earns over that you have to report what it is and all these fucking details about it once if it earns more or if everything you've produced earns more than $750,000 in a year then you have to pay 25 cents on the dollar for everything over 750000 yeah which yeah. for some if some mob does two kickstarters in a year and they go fucking gangbusters mm. like that's gonna fucking gut a whole chunk out of the middle of it so you stretch goals oh, yeah. are pretty much fucked because that 25% of yeah. what you've earned over that is now going to fucking Watsy. So why would you yeah. put a stretch goal on there? Hell, it would disincentivize adding stretch goals. Fucking like, Why would you want to incentivize oh, your people buying your product yeah. to put more money in? Because if you push us over that 750 limit, our next Kickstarter is worthless. We're waiting one year. Yeah. Yeah. So you almost yeah, they they'd almost have to put a hard cap of this is what we're doing up to 750,000 after that. Nothing. Yeah. That's it. We're not offering anything else after seven hundred fifty thousand. And it's not so, uncommon for them to hit that. that no, level it of isn't. Money. If you get something that excites oh, yeah. I mean, the fool's gold campaign hit one point three. Yeah, I, fool's yeah. gold hit one point three million, and I, I'm, I backed that one myself. The full, uh, full shebang. Yeah. But now they would get screwed because a decent yeah. amount of that money would just disappear. Yeah. But, oh. And D and D modules and settings are incredibly popular. Yeah, um, a lot of people have been waiting for the fifth ed conversions of popular settings. Um, I know you backed the Iron Kingdoms one, yeah. um, and a couple of other horror ones, mm. um, all of which went incredibly well. Oh yeah, like this would just screw this entire market over. Oh, definitely. And it's things like this one. The few times where normally these kinds of things, when they get leaked, divide a community. This is one of the few times you see most, like, 80 to 90% of the community has gone, fuck off. This is bullshit. Yeah. Well, that, like, 100%. That Kickstarter you mentioned a little while ago that uh, they pulled up 1.3 mil out of it, they'd have to yeah, end up, they'd have to pay $137,500 to Watsy out of that. Fucking hell. And that's, that's just the development. <clears throat> that's not even sales or ongoing support for it. That's, that's just, just the initial it, yeah, kick. Yeah. Then they have to so pay a quarter of that on top. And it's not even that. that's not out of profit. That's just what you've got. Mm. Yeah, which is fucking. You made this much money, hand it over. Yeah, like it's the fine bros all over again. Yeah, and then you you have taxes and all the other shit on top of it. So 
Like, yeah. I mean, the thing that's really pissing a lot of these developers off is YC's basically going, oh, if you want to keep selling products, you have to agree to the 1.1... Well, again, this is from the leak. We don't know if it's going to stay this way. Mm. They're basically going, oh yeah, all you guys who made products under the old licensing agreement, yeah, you have to agree to the new one. There's a few other things that are pissing people off with it. Like, namely that if you... Like, anything you register with them, or you have to register anything, if uh, it turns out going well they can decide that they own it now and print it yep. without yeah. any fucking argument. And you can't <laughs> sue because they've changed that in there that you give up all legal rights to it and that they can completely change the fucking OGL with, it, uh, with 30 days notice saying, we're changing this in a month, deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and if you want to keep selling, agree. Yeah. It's a massive, like, spit in the face, essentially. It's horrible. Yeah. But, and it was also meant to launch on the like it was meant to be released on the third and you had to accept Mm. within a week like it gave you a week before uh, it became active you had to be you had to be agreed and signed up by the 13th of january yeah yeah that's fucked like that's not enough time to sit down like if you're running a youtube channel with not just the people that are on the fucking screen but you've probably got a development team behind this to sit down and go uh this is where we're at like they want to take 20 like 25 percent of everything like of a large chunk of what we pull in. Mm. Fuck. This honestly like, just reeks of a massive money grab and it's oh yeah. horrible. Yeah. Well, in the, the financial meeting last be... year, didn't they say D&D is under-monetized? Yep. They, yeah, that's the weird um, thing. They didn't say it wasn't making money, it was under-monetized. That's yeah. a dick move. Like, we could Fuck make more out of this if we fucked over the fans. Yeah. Which is annoying because they're already pushing uh, monetized options, which, although I will admit, are very useful tools like there's that D&D online app uh, yeah. D&D Beyond sheets. yeah that's fucking that's handy it. I use that so much yeah it's a great character sheet you fucking oath you gotta pay um, well you can use the character no sheet is- like with base shit for nothing you can use yeah. it with yeah, like but- basic players handbook stuff for nothing but anything else you need uh, the modules for it who the heck plays basic handbook D&D yeah yeah and though <laughs> though you can homebrew anything else into it if you use that little fucking system I've used that a bit for random yeah. shit it but takes some time is, but it can be done it does it's fucking they have it does. developed they have developed a good tool yeah that is useful and is better than something like but, say Hero Lab but they didn't even develop that you they, they only recently bought that. That was developed by someone else who had a license, who used a lot of the OGL to create that, who mm, yeah. he then bought. Yeah. Yeah. But my point is simply that like they're already starting to monetize, and monetize oh, yeah. in ways that the community actually is okay with, because there has not been a good digital character sheet for D&D. No. The fact that someone made one, and then he bought it, and <clears> continued its development, sure, that's great. Don't monetize it like this. Don't no. monetize D&D by screwing over every third-party person who keeps this game relevant. Yeah. D&D has not stayed relevant because WotC made it relevant. It stayed relevant because the community loves the product and wants to keep making yeah. stuff for it. It's the exact same argument for why you can keep releasing Skyrim. Pretty yeah, much. But if you know. keep fucking over the fans, eventually they will leave. And yeah, there the are fans other will systems fuck back. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people will end up going to Pathfinder 2.0, or they'll end up going to the, play, uh, things like Savage Worlds, or any other well, number they, of They may go to RPG Savage Worlds, because we don't know what the hell is going to happen with Pathfinder, because a lot of that was developed with the OGL, and if that's... 
Like if they well, bring one Savage Worlds is completely the, different, which is yeah, great. But Pathfinder Savage Worlds could have like could be affected massively. Like Kaze could be well, fucked if they have to pay up. Like if they for all the shit they've done for Pathfinder for each fucking module that's related back to fucking D and D, how much do they earn a year? How much that is case. over seven hundred fifty thousand? With the con- full conversion of Pathfinder over to Savage Worlds rule set, they would be fine because they're no longer using Watsy's product. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a generic fantasy setting. But now it's no longer using Watsy's D and D shit. It would be. Okay. I would assume. Look, I'm not a legal person, no. but based on the way the OGL, at least the information I have on the way the OGL works, it's only relevant if you use Watsy's product. A lot of the monsters in, pa- in Pathfinder as well are. Um, open source essentially they're or they domain. made them yeah, yeah. but um, how much of it was based on D&D because uh, if they, they, if they can link 5. it well the mostly path, just the system Pathfinder like 1 was based on 3.5 but 2 was based yeah. more on 5e yeah they basically yeah, so if, if, if they can if they can prove that it links back to that then they may be mm. able to fucking force an issue there that may be why they I, moved across the Savage World system in the end. Yeah, that I'd Maybe. say that's a very fucking likely thing. They may have seen the the waters changing. The well, wall. motherfuckers, yeah. we are changing. We, you yeah, may end up with a, a Pathfinder <clears throat> third edition that is completely <laughs> fucking Savage Worlds. Yeah. If they, uh, if no, they yeah, just straight it, out, it already exists. Yeah. We already have it. It already exists. I I own it. I got it the box exists. set. It's yeah. Great. So I have the box set for Pathfinder for Savage Worlds. So Life. all I have to do is com- is just straight out drop development for mm. what they've already done. Yeah. So no, we're not doing any more. It's no longer on our store. To, um, they they've continued to release more content. They've released. They did their second content drop. Yeah. A full campaign pack and additional rule books for Savage Pathfinder. They are continuing support yeah. for the full conversion of Pathfinder out of Watsy's control. Yeah. Things like. I don't think this is just Watsy, to be honest. I think this has to be from Hasbro, which is slightly higher. Yeah, massively. Chain. Yeah, and it's they've done the slightly, same thing. It's, it's the fucking umbrella over the top. Oh yeah. Hey, editor Seth here. Just wanted to jump in before we moved off the D and D stuff onto various other topics. That just wanted to make two slight corrections. One, we didn't quite get it right with the way that Critical Role or, or Dimension 20 would be affected. It wouldn't actually stop them being out of your stream, but it does push them toward the fair use area, which you just have to look at YouTube to see how that's a real problem. And two, Watsi has actually put out its statement on the whole topic. Unfortunately, it came out after recording. We will be talking about it next week. So just know that there has been a response and we will be talking about it. All right. Back to the podcast. And then there's, of course, like, there are other products that Hasbro are fucking meddling with. So just look at Magic Gathering and everything else involved with that. Ugh. Yeah. Like, that makes me depressed because I'm a big fan of MTG. Yeah. But it's really hard to be a fan when they just, well, they just fucking hate the community. My wallet wouldn't let me be a fan of MTG anymore. I had to, I've already got expensive hobbies. I can't have cardboard crack. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, saying that it's like they, they did a for their 30th anniversary of MTG they created this fancy box that contained four booster packs and they charged a thousand bucks for it yeah because it had reprints of reserve cards which are supposed to be cards that are never going to get reprinted again mm. but they're not tournament legal you can't use them in anything so, so instead of spending a thousand dollars spend fifty dollars on a really cheap printer and print them yourself 
because it's the yeah. same fucking thing. Pretty much. Yeah. You, you stick a printout, a high-def inkjet fucking yeah. laser print of a Black Lotus on a piece of cardboard, you've got the same quality as this fucking thing from actual yep. Watsy. No one liked it. It was massively... Well, it sold out really quick no, because people no one, wanted to be able none to of It sold out because streamers exist. Yeah, it's... Yeah, a lot of None of the fans are actual players enjoyed it because it wasn't aimed yeah. at actual fucking fans. It was made yeah. aimed at fucking content creators and fuckwits. Mm. People with more Pretty money much. than and brains. And that's what they put out for their 30th anniversary. Yeah. One of the biggest things for MTG. And they're like, nope, we don't give a shit about the player base. We're not releasing a special legacy set. Mm. We're not releasing something cool that you're all going to want. No. Top 1% of people who play the game because the thing's a thousand bucks. And it's garbage. Yeah. It's yeah. And even buying that, you're not guaranteed every card in that fucking set. You'd have to buy multiples of them. And you couldn't oh, buy even them. Even You random. could only buy them from their website. So they got the entire fucking kickback. You couldn't go down oh, yeah, your local yeah. card shop and buy shit from them. Uh, so at every fucking get point, the full set, they had to fucking to get gouge. the full set that, that you wanted. To get the premium set <laughs> out of that, you would have had to spend three grand. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- because you wanted the Power 9 and you've only got four boosters. Yeah. You... So, and that's if you're fucking lucky. Like, that's if you got yeah. the exact drops you no wanted. No doubles. Yeah. So, because there were quite a few fucking cards in it, like, you could have spent hundreds of thousands of fucking dollars on it and still yeah. not got a fucking a Lotus or one of the nine that you're after. Because they, yep. they, they still had rarity within that. So yeah. they only printed so many of each card. And there was a limited run, so you couldn't just keep buying the fucking things till you got it, because they only did so many. Unfortunately, this yeah. kind of behavior has been running rampant in nerd culture for a very long time. In like, I think it so seems to be getting matches. fucking worse lately. I, it just oh, seems it to be is. like, or it seems to be standing out a little more. Well, when we were in high school, nerd culture wasn't exactly as no. popular as it as it is now. The second it became more popular. And Hasbro's gone, oh, fuck, there's money here. Yeah. They've just started gouging where they can. And then there's yeah. places like Games Workshop who had already seen there was money to be made and had started gouging oh. long before. My problem with them is they decided, okay, so all these pewter models we've been doing, they're expensive. Let's make them out of plastic. Yeah. yeah. Not drop the price. Yeah. Yeah, price stayed the same. And I swear boxes of units are smaller now I don't, I don't have any metrics for that but like last time I was in there it's like I swear I used to get more gene stealers in a box I always thought yeah but it's like inflation they they took that shit on hard very early long before it was a yeah. thing but it's just been a thing in nerd culture for so fucking long and I think at this point people are finally getting super sick of it I was like you know what fuck it yeah. I'm going to cancel my D&D Beyond subscription I'm going to you know, stop doing anything with Magic the Gathering. I'm not going to bother with their tournaments or any of their shit. But, yeah. like, Just play Commander. So I, I use D&D Beyond a lot. I, that's what I run mm. a lot. I, if I'm running a campaign, it's usually through that. And if I'm going to run yeah. one, for the time that I'm running it, I'll get the subscription so I can share the content that I've got with everyone else to be able to make their characters, which mm. is fucking yeah. handy. And previously, when they've released the, the starter box, like the, the starter set for it, there was a code in there that you could then type in a D&D Beyond and it gave you the adventure and a heap of the other content for it, which is pretty cool. You got 
like that little bit extra. Then they did the Essentials kit, where they did the exact same fucking thing. You got the adventure for it and a few other materials, and that was fucking great. And now they've released a new starter set, and it's not, it's by itself. If you want any of that content, you got to pay for it. So, and then you can't buy buy it as a pack. You can buy the adventure, and then you can buy the monsters, and then you can buy the setting. God damn. Yeah. Which is just so fucked. So, like, the when they first bought D&D Beyond, they said, right, we're going to, uh, in future, like some of the future releases, we're going to have more books coming out with the code so you can get the digital copies. And they've almost immediately said, nah, we're, we're not going to do that. You need to buy them again. Mm. We changed our minds. You were all a bit too excited about getting for free. Yeah. It feels weird that, like, such established... Well, it doesn't. It's a big corporation. Yeah. But it feels kind of weird that such established franchises that have such reach and influence are doing worse things than the fucking Pokemon card game. Uh, yeah. I have a because bunch of mates who play a, Pokemon, like, the, the card game just because it's cheaper, to be honest. Like, well, it's not It's not just that it's cheaper, but it, it has the perfect retention cycle. Yeah. So, you buy physical cards. Hmm. You, get a pack you crack your boost in the back of it is a code which if you put into their online game you get a the same boost well not the same cards but you get a booster from the same set yeah to open in your digital setup yeah which encourages that when you're not playing at whatever local LGS you're at you can then play online but it incentivizes you to keep buying physical product yeah. because you keep getting codes to use in your digital product and then you play on your digital product which keeps you invested in the game so you keep wanting to play the physical game it's a fucking feedback loop oh, and yeah. no one else is doing it. Nah, what the fuck? And no one gets hurt in that feedback loop. Like, it's well done. <laughs> Buy a physical loot box to get a digital loot box. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, what are Pokemon but... cards going to do in Germany? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> that, that, look, there's been a long debate about whether... Uh, Booster packs, packs and loot boxes. Cards <laughs> and things like that are yeah. loot boxes. Um, they technically are. But look, you look at a description of a loot box, it's a fucking booster pack. I know, but at the same time, at least Pokemon's going, hey man, you gave us five bucks, have two. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it perplexes me that they're doing that, and, like, um, MTG just put out, like, they like in the last couple of years, they put out MTG Arena, which is their big new digital thing. It's a lot more like, looks a lot, look and plays a lot more like Hearthstone does. Mm. Um, and yet they don't do this. They don't let you get extras from your physical purchases in the fucking digital game. It's a no-brainer, and I don't the, get it, other than greed. Yeah. I Just, like, the previous MTG games, I thought they did do something like that. You could, like, you might... If you bought, like, a, a deck and it had a legendary card, you get a code to have that card online. I just remember it being in an older version they of MTG. might have... Like, there's only two MTG apps. There's the original MTG Online app, which is really rough to use. Yeah. I'm thinking um, it might have been... And, actually, I sort of remember... Like, there was a an online store and I remember playing it on the Xbox I had to link it to a fucking another online account it was like 2014 oh, or 15 um, like uh, one of those games yeah 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 yeah. Mm. and it was like a, only a limited those. thing it was like a certain set that came with these yeah. codes you had to redeem online yeah. and it gave you a code to redeem on the Xbox but yeah yeah at least so that was the infrastructure was there already yeah but that was like standalone products they mm. didn't actually connect anything nah. there was no real online play it was just you basically playing against the AI I got to play with the shiny cards yeah, yeah. Well, you um, got to play of Xbox Live thank you 
<laughs> against the okay. against the ten other people that were playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't remember it being online. I I did play a, a bit on my PC because I liked MTG. Um, but Arena is their new big online yeah. push, and like I said, it functions a lot like Hearthstone. Like you open a pack, and if you've got doubles, you can grind them up for dust, and then you can turn that dust into whatever card you want. Mm. You know, it does that whole. <clears throat> it basically cribbed Hearthstone's notes and went, "Ah, we can do that." And then did, but it doesn't have this other integration that Pokemon does, which I think is the missing component. Yeah, yeah, it's because it helps make the game more sticky. It's a physical microtransaction. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, no, it's we we've seen this happening for years, and unless the entire community turns around and says no, like it's happening with D and D, it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. like one of two things are going to happen with that. They're either going to like pull back and go oh no we're not it's not going to be as bad we'll release a slightly better one or they'll double down and say stiff shit I'm expecting they'll it. double down like yeah same I'm honestly expecting Hasbro to dig their heels in through yeah. Wizard of the Coast be like nah do it fuck them yeah and if, if yeah, they're if in. they're already cutting deals with Kickstarter then mm. they're already got yeah. wheels in motion for other things like what yeah. other stores are there that are you now going to be able to get a slightly better fucking return if you release it on a specific store than you are for another one? Then why the fuck would you go to the other one? So you're, yeah, you're yeah. forcing fucking monopolies on certain fucking content creators or certain... Because I've also said in there that um, if you do earn over that 750000 uh, we may be open to a, a personal fucking contract. Instead of you being tied to this, you may... You, we may do it, make our own contract with you, so you get a slightly better deal. And so they're going to end up pushing specific fucking creators or specific yeah, books. Yeah. Or fuck <clears throat> it, you've made a good book, but we don't want to make a deal with you, so we ne- we own it anyway. When's it going to take it? It's ours. Yeah. Do we want to get off this slightly depressing talking? We can talk about books. Well, yeah, let's do that thing. But just for anything, hope for the best, plan for the worst, expect somewhere yeah, in between. Pretty much. Look, I, I agree with you, Dan. I'm expecting them to release a 1.2 version where it's like, we listened and we're yeah. happy, but yeah, whatever. But, but then again, if they can change version, it in 30 we days... We listened, what happened, yeah. Then we we fixed later. it, replaced 1.3. everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh no, it's very similar so to the original. It, even if they do make a shitty version, they can still go back with a fucking horrible one. So Yeah. yeah. So, books. Books, yes. We read Father. <laughs> I love this book. It was, it was oh. great. The whole concept behind this book, like, I never would have thought, like, how can you fuck with a supernatural being by fucking with other supernatural beings? That's just such a great fucking concept. I love oh, it. Oh, it's like the, the old magic, um, yeah. using teeth and toenails but, and things yeah, to control where, people. Where myths like, and legends come from. It's just fucking yeah. great. Mm. The thing I really like is it, it's this really interesting breakdown of what faith is. Yeah. Because, like, they point out that, um... Actually, I can't remember if this is from the movie or the book. It's now starting to blend a little in my head. Um, right near the end of the Right near the end of the book, where they're talking about, like, you know... The sun doesn't come up unless the hog fire happens. Oh, no, yeah. that was in the book, yeah. Um, um, no, no, but, like, the bit where he points out that where the... Oh, a mere ball of fl- or flaming gas will... Yeah, uh, it, rise it, it'll still happen, yeah. but it just won't be the sun. Like, or like, yeah. it just yeah. wouldn't be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that it's such an 
So I was going to say that faith is a finite resource. So as faith dwindles yes, here yeah. and faith grows elsewhere because of it, it's just that's an mm. interesting fucking balance act that you'd never really think of with it. No, mm. and that's probably the thing I've always loved the most about Terry Pratchett's books. You can look at it on the surface and be like, "That's this story about myths," and it's like that's interesting. But the real interesting thing he breaks down across the whole fucking book yeah. is how faith works. Yeah. And how some things will happen without faith, but then the faith does... It kind of breaks the faith to have it happen without yeah. it, mm. and that's a whole thing on its own. Yeah, and things will still happen without it, but they're not the things that happen with it. And it's just... Yeah. Ah, I love this book <clears> so, so fucking clever. much. The whole Terry Pratchett universe the Discworld is amazing. Is, is, is amazing. I love all of it. And anything to do with uh, the death character is always fun. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. he has one of the the best uh, quotes in that one which is the um, small lies are big lies quote hmm. but, uh, what was that one? Uh, I'll get the actual quote up but. I mean I still always like the one from the Hogfather with uh, you can't give her a sword a sword is dangerous yeah, no. yeah. yeah that's such a great little fucking end of it because it's a lesson that otherwise wouldn't be fucking learned it's like oh I love it you so much you get hurt then she'll learn the lesson yeah that's the whole fucking point dickhead <laughs> And I think that's actually something that's sort of relevant in society now. People aren't learning the lessons they should when they're young. They're being a little too fucking yeah. coddled. It's why when my uh, like nieces and nephews get a bit older, I'm sending them each a copy of these kinds of books. Like I will happily send them all a full set of the Discworld series because they always deal with very big topics, but in a way that sim- like small people can understand. Yeah. Like yeah. Thud deals entirely with like racism and the fallout yeah. from it and everything, and it's a great book, recommended to everyone. Um, but you read it and you don't catch on to it until like you know halfway through. It's like, oh shit, that's mm. what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Every one of those books has got a, a massive lesson hidden in comedy <clears throat> and yeah. amazing storytelling. And it's always it always boils down to funny, funny, funny fuck you like existential crisis funny 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 like with this one for me it was always the quote take the universe and grind it down to the finest powder and sieve it through the finest sieve and then show me one atom of justice one molecule of mercy and yet you act as if there is some ideal order to the world as if there is some rightness in the universe to which it may be judged and Mm. that when I first like read that when I was much younger I was like ah Fuck, that's an existential crisis right there. Let's have some fun with that. But, uh, so, Swoosh, yeah. if you ever get into reading audiobooks, uh, let me know, eh? <laughs> i give it a shot. Your dulcet tones, I could listen to those all evening. <laughs> <laughs> I have been told I have the face for radio. Yes, yes. Face radio and uh. a voice for print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like this book... It's got some great comedy in it as well. Anything to do with the wizards running around is always yeah. fun. Um, the fact that this one, like the version I had, had two voice actors uh, reading. So there was the woman doing the main uh, yeah. story, and then anytime there was an editor's note, uh, which Terry Pratchett was always yeah. known for, uh, or anytime Death was speaking, it would switch to a, a male uh, voice actor. Yeah. And that just helped to bring the gravitas to his voice. It really did. And it was mm. really, really well done. Like, fucking mint. I loved it. Yeah. I'd, I'd rate uh, this book fucking highly. As... I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
as much as like uh, a single voice actor can do a wonderful job, there's nothing like having a couple people. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have to be a full voice cast. <clears throat> like some people can double up in things, but just having oh, a, uh, a another voice to enhance certain parts of it, just to or oh, this is different. Yeah. Like this is something that separate to the story that's been going on. This mm. is a little that a little more of the fucking world. And yeah, it brings that nice so depth in. It's really yeah. good. It really particularly helped with the way the editor notes are added in because, mm. like, in a book, you would see them split off. Yeah. But having an actual, like, you know, normal, 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 different voice, normal, 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 really helps separate it. Is like, this is a side thing. Yeah. Chew and on that on your it's own. One of my like favorite a- things with them, though, was the fact that they have a little tone at the start and end of them, like a. Um, yeah. An announcement at like a, a train station, and it's like that is the most Terry Pratchett thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, almost fuck. like the, the Discord universe is talking to you. It's an ethereal being of this. Yeah. Now back to your story. Yeah. <laughs> back to your regular <laughs> schedule project. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Hogfather was great. The the version of it we listened to was well read. Mm. Highly recommend. It's worth your credits if you've got me. Literally, you can buy any, spend a credit on any of the fucking Discord series, and it's money well spent. But it's one of those things where, like, I want to tell you to read them in order because they do stack better that way. Mm. Yeah. But quite honestly, if you, if anyone recommends you a Discworld novel, just fucking go buy it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You'll get enough context within the story itself to get ninety percent of what's going on. I I cherry picked and went through and followed Vimes and the Nightwatch, and I just absolutely loved them. I got I've got absorbed in them more than anything else. But Discworld is yeah. By far one of my favorites, I think. It's anything in the Ankh Morpork stuff tended to be pretty fun, yeah. but then there was things like Rinse Windows always fun for a laugh and The Witches were fun for a Macbeth ripoff and that kind of stuff. So that was a more classic literature. We're gonna make fun of that in the background. But Vimes. That I uh, fucking love that guy. Yeah. The, a yeah. lot of Vimes I felt was a lot of like <clears throat> uh, personal lessons. Like you can look at uh, yeah. his take on the world, like his uh his whole take on expensive shoes versus the cheap shoes and how you gain wealth mm-hmm. through those. That's That was like, holy fuck. Like, Bootstrap I never really economics. Theory of, yeah, yeah, I never really thought of economics like that, but Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's great. And that's and like, like, just like a passing comment a in it. Like, holy fuck, yeah. Yeah. Because like in the first book, Vimes is still a drunk. Um, mm. yeah. And then he goes on from there and becomes Captain Vimes or Commander Vimes. Yeah. And, and that's sort of where uh, they... I think that's where they fucked up doing the TV series. So they kept him as a drunk, oh, and that, yeah. that was just oh, horrible. They, they fucked up a lot more than I that. Know, the but TV that was series. like Jesus when we first when I first watched that, and it's like, why is Vimes a drunk? No, I'm done. That was enough for me to turn it off. Nah, I'm out. I'm yeah. fucking sick no, of this shit. You've missed the core point of a very important character, guys. Yeah, well done. Right. <laughs> yes. I can absolutely say, do not watch the guide's TV show. Really? Yeah, no, don't. It doesn't exist. Upon. That's a bad it's thing horrible. in a bad Although, place, and do not re- do not even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, if you want to watch the Hogfather movie, good choice. Oh yes. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. All of the um, the mini series that were made. So there was a Hogfather going postal, uh, as well as tripping. Oh, was it a tripping the light fantastic or yeah color um, magic the first one color, magic. Color, the, magic, it is. color magic that's the one because that was the first one the, with the first ever tourist yeah, uh, yeah two flower and all of their like casting was really well done fucking oath like, and the it. world building of it is like that is so ankh oh my god look at it yeah. all 
Well, I w- went back and rewatched The Hogfather, but I also ended up rewatching Going Postal, and kind of forgot the guy who plays Moise von Lipwig, the main character in that. Yeah. He also pay, uh, plays um, who's that fuckwit from the Harry Potter series? Uh, Lockhart. He plays him from yeah. the movies. Uh, I'm like, huh. ooh, I know that face. Was like, <laughs> and I mean, that's just the live action stuff. Like you oh. can also throw in the two animated series that did Soul oh, yeah. Music and the Weird Sisters, oh, and those yes. are amazing as well. Oh, Soul Music is a great, great book, yeah. and the animated one for it was perfect. It was so good. Um, I still say the animated show has the best theme song for Discworld ever written. Oh yeah, definitely. But honestly, one of my favorite books from that entire genre or his entire catalog has to be Reaper Man. Yeah, that was a great one. When Death shirks his responsibilities and just wanders mm. off, it has a mid, has a mid like death crisis essentially and wanders off in the distance. <laughs> that was a great book and should definitely yep. be read. Yeah, absolutely. So anything from Discord, you can't say, go wrong. Yeah. Suffice to say, we like Hogfather. If you didn't read, please go. If you didn't check it out with us, check it out. <coughs> um, but time for next month's book, yeah, which I... is uh, being picked by me, and I've gone with The Last Hacker by Mark Welbeck. Um, it looks like it's going to be interesting. Basically, the... Uh, the, the main character lives through an apocalypse created by an AI going rogue. Uh, he himself is a hacker and ends up basically just creating his own little hacker den. But uh, weird things are happening and stuff's coming that maybe only a hacker can save them from. Yes. Yeah, but you know, I'm pretty down for whatever last hacker in the apocalypse is going to be. And that also, sounds like an um, interesting concept. It also doesn't look like an, a lit RPG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I do with that? Also, it just you have wait a till my next turn. Then <laughs> this is a one and done book, so we're not even setting you up for nine more books to read. Oh, oh. I could do without a back catalog. I've got several at the moment. Jesus, I, I swear, me and Jondo will try and move away from the little RPGs. It's just somehow that's our jam now. Yeah, like, I ain't gonna pretend I ain't listening to him as well. I mean, I'm listening to Stray Cat Strut right now. Oh, I love that book. Um, yeah, which is a good set of books. Mm. I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to when three comes out. I'm most of the way through book two. Yeah, but like we keep reading them because they're fun. Yeah, and it, it like I said, it it hits that weird little bit of my brain that likes JRPGs. Yeah, the bit where like grind progression means something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I don't hate these books, but I felt like I wanted to choose something a little different and I had two options that I felt like I'd go with and we decided that the the hacker in the apocalypse was probably going to be the more interesting <laughs> and now we're doing another sci-fi book and <laughs> well, the goal I think was just to find new things to, to read yeah. and, and check out as well yeah. so we don't want to get stuck into a rut of little RPGs so. yeah. Uh, yeah and for anyone else that listens to audio a lot there was a, a little New Year's gift that was accidentally <clears throat> given uh, Audible fucked up <laughs> and there were a series of, uh, there were quite a few books that were meant to be released later in the year like say April, May, June that when it ticked over the new new year something fucked up and they all launched on January 1st so hey. three of the series that I listened to I got notifications saying the book you've got pre- uh, on your wish list is now available it's just like spending the credits now this was going to be here till fucking April and I'm Wild not listening tales. to it so it also went through Reddit and a number of other places saying they've accidentally dropped these books, buy them now before they fucking take it back. Buy them and download <laughs> them now. So I did a few of those. 
And uh, there are a whole stack of them that got dropped, apparently, that really weren't meant to be. So someone fucked up the release there. Yeah, someone pushed the wrong button in the wrong but, folder. I was like, oh, that'd be fine. Someone fucked up the Y2K. It was just... Yeah. Y- Y2 2020. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing this uh, hacker apocalypse thing. Um, I will post it, as always, in the show notes and on the Facebook page and the Discord and all of the things. Um, Yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break from from lit RPG stuff and fantasy stuff, and we're going to go do another... I, I mean, I guess it's sci-fi, but it's a little more like grounded sci-fi, not like space sci-fi. Apocalyptic literature. A step right. away from lit RPGs is welcome, just because as soon as I finish the book, I go back into them. It's like, oh my god, this yeah. is so good. Yes. We, we get a nice respite I mean, from the lit yeah. RPG. They go back right. re-energized. Holy shit, that more. was a cool book. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Now I'm going to go sink myself back into another 11 book series. <laughs> uh, trust me, if, if you need someone to keep you um, grounded and away from like crazy fantasy stuff I have a lot of apocalypse fiction I like apocalypse um, things actually that'd be fun that like there's one I would really like to to do sometime but it's a pretty it's a pretty short book mm. um, a sub recommendation I mean, hey. yeah I mean I'll, this I'll, is, I'll mention it this isn't a monthly book this is a two week book it's only two bucks on on audible it's called to build a fire um, and it's essentially a, a story about a dude slowly freezing to death oh wow um it's only 41 minutes. That sounds though. uplifting. Very short. <laughs> Look, man, I like things that have something interesting to say. Oh, yeah. And um, that was one that I, I found out about when I was watching a video about a guy talking about how humans, uh, uh, humanity's relationship with the cold. Mm. Um, and I was talking about this book, and it's like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, like, this is how I found Haunted. I was just randomly listening to someone talk about horror stuff, and then they're like, hey, let's, uh, this is weird book. Maybe people should read it, um, and that's how I found um, the, this snowbook. And it was just like, wow, it's it's really weird because it's like about this guy trying to to keep the fire lit, and then it keeps fucking up, and he's slowly like now his fingers don't work, so he can't strike the matches. It's, that actually does sound crazy. interesting. Like, weird. yeah, it's really short. It's like two bucks. Um, um, I would. It's interesting, but like I I listen to a lot of weird books like that mm. a lot of apocalypse fiction um i don't tend to share it a lot with people because people tend to find it very weird when i'm like eh, hey man i read roadside picnic that was a really odd book or <laughs> um uh a dog's heart which was very strange so trust me i've got a lot of like you need to get grounded back into the the into something i i've got your books man nice uh, i'll hang around and make sure i recommend the the the, the grounded stuff <laughs> Nice. Bring us down from our balloons floating in the skies. <laughs> I am the lead weight. <laughs> <laughs> Always going to have All right, well, <laughs> well, we're out past an hour, so I think we're done for the week. All right. Uh, so uh, have a good one, guys. Yep. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>